On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to the remarkable Louise Glendon. She's a wife, a mother of three children, an online photography instructor. And on today's show, she will teach us how you can take your own photos for your online business that you can use on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, your maybe your product photos. And she's totally going to teach you how to DIY without buying those expensive expensive stock photography. Thank you so much for joining us live on the Mompreneur Show today. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us. Louise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Vicky. It's such an honor to have you. I've been really looking forward to this because as an entrepreneur, I'm always drooling over everybody else's photography on Instagram except my own. And I was really excited when I saw what you're doing and that you're a pro photographer and now teaching, turning turning that business, that in-person business into an online business that created an online stream for you, which you really needed at a very crucial point in your life. And I'm so excited to dig in your story. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Vicky. So absolutely. And so tell us how you started your online journey, your maybe mompreneurial journey, not necessarily online just yet. Yeah, for sure. I definitely did not start on in the out in the online world. So um, my story, I guess, is kind of a funny one because I tell people I was in the military for 13 years. Unbelievable. And Unbelievable. <laughs> I definitely get some interesting reactions. But, you know, I was in the Australian Air Force for 13 years and I loved it. But, you know, being a mom and um, trying to progress your career in yeah. an environment where you have to travel a lot and be away from home kind of reached that point where it just wasn't working out for me. I wasn't able to achieve my career goals and be at home as much as I wanted to. So um, after being in the military, I actually became a boudoir photographer, which again is this crazy jump. Um, It doesn't make heaps of sense, but uh, we were lucky enough to be posted in the US for a little while, and I saw that boudoir photography was this really fantastic genre. And so when we moved back to Australia, I was getting into photography, and I was, you know, photographing kids and families. But when I decided to make it a serious business, I thought, right, I'm going to niche down. Um, I'm going to really bring boudoir photography to the the city that I was living in. And so I was lucky enough to create, you know, this fantastic business and had amazing clients. But the military, my husband was still in it, and uh, we knew eventually we would be posted or have to leave the area. And so I started learning about marketing and online marketing to support my boudoir business. And that's when I thought, well, you know what? There's so much potential in the online world. I really feel, felt like there wasn't um, like the kind of products or online products that I wanted to offer. And so I made the jump and, you know, we ended up moving overseas. And uh, I had some really big family issues last year that required me to have to travel between the U.S. and Australia. And having online business just allowed me to do that, whereas having location-based and in-person business, I couldn't have done it. Wow. You know, that's the thing with uh, online business is that you can get, you can do anything you want practically while having that money go into your business. But, um, it's, but you really have to set it up beforehand. And so let's go back a little bit into your story and talk about your, what are some of the challenges that you went through? Um, but actually, you know what? No, let's go a little bit back, further back and talk about, 
how did you transition so beautifully from um I can again this is another word I cannot pronounce Boudoir? Boudoir. Boudoir. yeah See? My accent probably says it funny anyway, but <laughs> no, and I seriously, um, this is like music to my ears. I love <laughs> hearing your accent. So beautiful. So, uh, boudoir, did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like getting like yeah. language <laughs> le- lessons here online. Mm-hmm. So, um, how did you transition from that online? Give us more detail. I'd love to hear okay. more. Yeah. And, you know, you say transition beautifully, but you know there's going to be a meltdown story in here, right? <laughs> okay, please share with us. We love hearing that kind of stuff. So I guess I was kind of lucky. I was working uh, in the Air Force, and they have great uh, policies around supporting mums going back to work and, and mm-hmm. flexible work arrangements. So uh, even though I was in the military, I was working three days a week. And so what I used to do with my boudoir business is I was setting it up. And even before I made the big jump, because it was so huge to leave the military, I, I just felt like I couldn't do it for such mm-hmm, a long time because mm-hmm. I joined when I was 18 and so much of my identity was tied up into it. And even though there were elements that frustrated me, it was this huge security and comfort. Um, so what I did when I was starting out, I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at my you know office job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my boudoir photography, I would uh, book a hotel suite that was where I conducted all my sessions and I would do book them out every second Thursday, Friday and Saturday morning because they were the days that I didn't work and then the following week would be, so every two weeks I would shoot Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning and then the following week was when I had all my client meetings and I did my sales sessions. So to start with, I totally fitted in around my other work commitments and when I say fit it in that means that you know on the days I didn't work that was fine but I would get up at 6 a.m and I would answer client emails on my lunch break we weren't allowed to have our phone at work because I worked in a secure area so I and of course I wouldn't have been doing work at my other work um so I run out to the the car in my lunch break check my phone answer client emails and then after work I'd be packing orders and um editing and that kind of thing so it really got to a point and then I I had the idea of the online business so Mm. then we had three things in the mix and my husband traveled a lot for work and my kids were still quite little so there definitely came the point where I I couldn't do it all and uh, I had to make a decision and my husband thankfully was the one who was like you can't do this um you know you need to you love running your business I can see how it lights you up you know you need to make that jump so I took long service leave so I think I had eight weeks long service leave up my sleeve. And so I said, okay, I'll take long service leave. I'll try it out. But I kind of thought, oh, I'll always go back. I'll always go back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the the first week rolled around when I had to go back into work. And um, and I thought, right, I've got to rip the Band-Aid off because otherwise I'll just get back into the routine, you know. Because yeah. I think for moms, and I was um, I was running a team, so I was – in a position where I had, say, 30 people working for me. And even though I worked part-time, I juggled it with my my 2IC so that we could do what we had to do. And there were so many, like, pressures on me. I felt like at work I wasn't giving my team everything that they needed and I wasn't doing my job properly. I Mm -hmm. felt like I wasn't giving my clients or running my business properly because I was, you know, fitting in the hours. And then the meltdown moment, I'm pretty sure it came over dinner. Like, as in, what am I going to cook for dinner? Because mm-hmm. we were driving to work. I'm like, I haven't done the groceries. I don't know what we're going to eat. Like, I'm shit at trying to run this whole household and feed my kids. I'm 
doing a crap job mm. at work because I feel like I'm not giving it everything. Yes. And, you know, this whole pressure just built up and built up till it got to the point where I was, you know, going crazy because there was too much going on and I just felt like I wasn't giving myself enough to everyone that needed me. Mm, I know how that feels. Oh, my gosh. So, Louise, I think that we're so lucky to have husbands that are real. They're like, hey, they call us out. And I love that because that's exactly what happened with me. He's like, honey, you got to choose this or that. And so, um, and it, I think that they see better from that side view when we can't see that like their perspective is a little bit different and so I really appreciate that too and thank you so much for sharing how how important yeah. it is to have great communication oh my goodness. with the hubby yeah. so important so but you say you were running a team like so you were the, your your online side of business already had a team oh sorry at work so at work I was um I had people at work that that I was you know, okay. leading. I was, yeah. Oh, okay. So there was extra responsibilities of in course. terms of being there for people when they needed it. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, feeling those responsibilities. Okay. So yeah. how did, so you said that you had a specific time and I love this that you shared that because um, in, in business and life, having a schedule makes world of a difference and what even when you worked you were on top of things and you had work during certain days and then you did the photography the other couple of days and that worked perfectly for you but when that happened like what was going through your head when you were like I can't do this like I can't do everything at once what was your first thought like what has to go Mm mm-hmm I think for me, it was kind of a shock. Like, I'm a very positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just my personality. But yeah. I just started to be consumed by this, oh, you're not good enough. You can't mm. do this. You're, you know, and it was so uncomfortable for me to be in that kind of place where I was just feeling really anxious. And, um, you know, it was yeah. it was not the kind of um, thoughts that I was used to having or the kind of situation I was used to being in. And so it very much presented itself in this, you know, like stress. It was just physical stress. And so I did know that it was the military that had to go because it just wasn't like, I think one of the things was fear of my business taking off. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I, if I kept in my place at work and I kept juggling things, then I didn't have to go to that. Well, what if my business really works? And then, mm-hmm. um, I think there was a little bit of that, that hesitation to take that next step that was keeping me in the spot so when my husband said no just do it that was that was really helpful for me and having that buffer of the long service leave you know really allowed me to do it but you know income wise and revenue wise as soon as I committed myself to my business and you know was able to sit down on a Monday at my desk and be like wait what am I you know I'm not having to um fit things in my lunch hour or get up an hour early to make this happen I was like this is, you know, it was a really good feeling to not only be able to work for myself, but have it take off and, you know, be viable and successful from that point. It was, yeah, it was a great feeling. Very, very interesting. And I love that you mentioned that you woke up an hour before you had to go to work. You worked while uh, on your lunch break. And so that's real dedication. And some, some um, viewers, some mamas will be watching and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. But in this case, like, if you don't have 
what you are passionate about, you'll mm-hmm. never get up at 6 a.m. in the morning or 5 a.m. in the morning or whatever it takes. You will never do that. But once you have that fire burning inside you, you will absolutely hands down wake up at whatever time you need to to make this happen because it's a dream of yours. It's it's something that will drive you. And so, Louise, I also loved how, what you mentioned that once when something isn't going right or when there's so much stress in your life, it spills over into other areas of our lives. And like, for example, you said you didn't know what to cook for dinner that day. And and it's so true. So many moms think that one thing is a problem, but actually um, it's you have to look at all areas of your life and see where the problem is coming from. Because oh, it's totally. Over. It was, yeah. And I think that, you know, absolutely having that passion is so important, being mm-hmm. able to get up. But it, it really, I guess the danger is too, the leading to the burnout, you know, just being so exhausted at trying to do everything for everyone. And we focused on our, our passion. And, and that was where I had to make the decision to, you know, leave work behind because I physically couldn't keep doing everything the way that I was trying to juggle it um I did have all pairs I've always been really good at getting help as well mm. um so you know on the days that I was working the days that I wasn't working we did have an all pair living with us as well to you know facilitate me being able to work but then I just felt guilty as well you know these are my days off but mm. I'm working in my business it was you know <laughs> the things we say to ourselves when <laughs> yes everything's getting too much so often it's it's literally only us telling ourselves that nothing else it's it might not even be yeah. reality and i just want to turn it back to our live audience and stephanie yeah. farrell stephanie so good to see you honey um she says it's hard to leave a secure job that we've had for a long time i can relate to it, louise i did it in 2014 and it was scary but i've never looked back Stephanie I love that we're gonna have you on the show soon mama you're doing an amazing job and thank you so much for sharing that um, personal um, your personal experience because it's so true like when I left my accounting career I was like it was really hard it was really hard and I couldn't completely feel you so Louise now you said once you left everything like you committed to your online business it completely took off. So I want to t- I want you to touch upon the difference between on the side and doing it full throttle. Like, what's that mindset shift that happens? Because I see it happen all the time. That, that is so true, and it it is. I mean, I I think I said to myself initially it was you know having the time and space, but it was mm. having the time and space that actually led to the mindset shift of okay, I'm all in. You know, there's and I remember that. There was actually an awesome quote, and I've tried to Google it. I've tried to remember exactly what this quote is because it really helped me take that big leap. I don't remember exactly how it goes. So this is the non-poetic version. But basically, it was if you, unless you burn your bridges from the safety net, like you have no reason to take the leap. Like if I was working my business on the side, but I had my secure income, you know, there's no skin in the game. I know that's from another quote, but um, for me to really go for it. And so... That was one of the things that really helped me, you know, make the cut. And it was so true. As soon as I was in that position of, well, what do you do? Well, I run a boudoir photography business. I'm a boudoir photographer, you know, and I had the time and space to collaborate with other people and make financial investments into, you know, marketing and advertising opportunities, which previously, you know, again, mindset. And um, I could, I could talk to other people seriously about it and all of those mindset shifts really really helped me in 
you know, helping my business grow. It was, yeah, it was all wrapped up, I'm sure. Very interesting. So what are the steps that you took to transition online? And did you um, start with online photography courses right away? Or how did you transition into that? So that is a great question. So um, I guess we we had lived overseas Mm -hmm. um, as a family and we loved it. So when we were based back in Adelaide, Australia, and I had my my business, we were really loving it. But in the back of our mind, we always thought, you know, we want to go live overseas again. So as soon as I sort of became aware of the online space, Mm -hmm. you know, the cogs started ticking over and I started looking around. And for me, I love to teach women photography um, who perhaps didn't even know they wanted to learn photography Mm. or they knew they may not necessarily want to become a professional photographer, but they just want to learn how to get the most out of their cameras. And so when I was looking online, I felt like there wasn't really a course that spoke to them Mm -hmm. um, that said, hey, I'm going to walk you through the basics. You know, we're not talking about um, jumping in over here. And so because I saw that opportunity, I thought, right, I'm going to create a course that is um, online-based, but it's hands-on, it's really friendly and approachable so people don't feel overwhelmed or they don't feel... um, you know, nervous about jumping in and trying it. So I actually did start a blog, mm-hmm. but I knew straight away that I would be launching courses. So I know lots of people sometimes like start a blog and build a following and then create a product, but I knew straight away that um, I would be selling online courses. So I think I started Click Love Grow in about the July and I would start just putting out articles um, on things that I knew would be really helpful because I remembered when I was learning photography, you know, the things that I would get stuck on. Um, And then I started working on the courses and we launched them for sale or I launched them for sale in that December. And we had 127 people sign up to our first round of courses. And then it just, you know, kept rolling from there. And so, um, you know, we've been running our courses since, I think, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was, so 2013, we're into our third year now. Okay, that's amazing. So can we talk about a little bit about that, that target market and Mm -hmm. you gave them what they wanted yet they didn't know they wanted so this is a very popular topic in marketing because like how do you how did you figure that out how did you get into their heads and like hear what they're thinking or what they're struggling with because that's absolutely incredible there's so many moms that their husbands bought them a professional camera or they, you know, or they bought it, whatever. Um, and they're like, I'm going to take great pictures of my kids where I can see them close up and cute and all bright. And then the background in the back is blurry, which was my case. I did the same thing. I got a camera and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a pro photographer. Mm-mm, that's not what happened. So how did you know that's what they needed? Well, see, I don't think I can take much credit for this, but I was that person. I bought the, the DSLR <laughs> yes, exactly. because, and this is the story. So, um, you know, you, everyone knows someone with a fancy camera that takes beautiful mm-hmm. photos, right? So I had my daughter. This was almost 10 years ago. I had my daughter almost 10 years ago, and we went and spent the weekend at a friend's house, and her husband was, like, down in the grass, and he was taking photos of my daughter. And, you know, he, this was before Facebook, so he emailed me through the photos, um, must have been the next week and I was like oh my goodness Ollie my husband I have to buy one of these cameras you know because it was all the camera right yeah yeah I, I, I need photos like this of my daughter because they're beautiful and crisp and light and they have the blurry background <laughs> so um, I think my I think you know we must have got some money maybe for Christmas or we maybe we just got married so we got 
I don't know. It was all about that time. And yeah. We decided to invest in a good camera, and you totally know what happened, right? I'm taking the photos, they don't look anything like. <laughs> so I really was that person. Like I struggled to really figure it out, and so um, it was actually the year that we spent in the U.S. when my husband was on posting, and I he was studying a lot, and I and working a lot. So I actually got to you know throw myself into learning photography. So I was on websites, not figuring things mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. and there were quite a few moments where I would figure something out, and I just thought, why didn't they say it like that? Well, why didn't they show it to me like that? So that was one of the reasons I wanted to start teaching it because it seemed like people would take a concept and make it so complicated. And, you know, there's a lot of photography websites that are so techie and science-based exactly. and you have no idea what they're talking about. Exactly. So that was why I wanted to teach it in that way. And, and honestly, the resonating with people, I think it's just because I was that mom <laughs> with the camera who didn't know how to use it. And it was so frustrating. So... You know, when it came to launching my courses, that's basically the language that I was using and that's the mom that I was talking to. And even when it comes to the business side, like people who uh, want to take photos for their business and not buy stock Mm -hmm. photography, they usually have kids anyway. So there's a real overlap between wanting to take beautiful photos of their kids and wanting to have those beautiful photos, whether it's to show off their products that they're making and selling on Etsy or they're a blogger or, you know, business person who wants to share images online. So... Okay, yeah. so I'm excited to get into photography, into actual like how to photography in just a second. But I want to go back and just really focus on this point for our um, online audience. So there's so many moms here that don't have online businesses that have a physical business um, or, or a product based business, mm-hmm. a restaurant, whatever, and it's so interesting because when they want to transition like you online. All you have to do, ladies, is take a few look looks back. Anyway, take take a look back and define where were you when you were starting out. And that's what it takes. And it's literally, you are literally teaching people who are just a few steps behind you. You just walk that path. And now you're going to tell them how how to do that. And so I love that you shared that with us, Louise. And that's a like a very fine, like I would say a very like a premium example of a transition into an online business. So good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about photography. Like let's talk about like the how to. Um, And wait, you know what? Before I really, I want to take a step back. I'm sorry. I keep, I always do this. This is me. This is Vicky. I always do this. It's my show. I can do it around, right? You can. (laughs) Okay. So I really want to talk about the stress and the, the really, the huge hardships that you went through in your life um, that would very likely break a person, break a marriage, break a lot of things in life, but you came out alive and unbroken. Um, How did you, please share with us the struggles that you went through and how you were able to go through them and and come out on the other side um, happy and well and like everything's back to normal. It's well, it's it's been a process. Um, And you know, I'm smile, I can smile and talk about it. And I always think other people go through things that are so much worse and it's yeah. not that bad but I really did have to say to myself you know it was quite difficult and traumatic yeah. to get past it but 
um, you know, we were really excited about moving to the U.S. It's two years ago since we arrived, almost two years ago since we arrived mm-hmm. in the U.S., and we've been really excited. And when we arrived, I found out I was pregnant with my third, which was very exciting. We had seven-year age gap, so my other girls were seven and nine when I found out I was pregnant. But So there was a lot of vomiting. I was very sick. We were living in a temporary apartment because it takes three months, four months for all your stuff to ship from overseas. So we're living in this apartment. It was flea infested. That was fun. Mm. I was vomiting. Anyway, we finally got into our house here in Savannah and, um, you know, the weather was warming up. It was beautiful. We're like, right, we're going to settle in. It's going to be really great. And unfortunately, my dad, who was not very old, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And my mom basically had to call me and say, Lou, I don't know what to say. You know, it was just really awful. And so at 30 weeks pregnant, I grabbed my two kids. We'd only been living in the U.S. for, you know, five, six months by that time, got on a plane and flew home and moved in with my parents because I just wanted to spend as much time, you know, with my dad and and that meant leaving my husband in the US because he couldn't, you know, drop his job and and uh, my parents lived in a different town that, um, you know, my kids hadn't lived there before so I enrolled them in the local school. So this was the third school in six months that I had enrolled them in because, you know, we'd left Australia, got to the US, new school, mm. back to Tasmania, put them in a new school where I thought they can't sit at home for five months you know, at my parents' house. Gosh. Anyway, it was just, it, I mean, it was great that we were there. Like, I cannot imagine not having moved in with my parents. Yeah. And, you know, potentially if we didn't live overseas, maybe I wouldn't have moved in. Um, and the fact that I was 30 weeks pregnant, that meant that there was a baby coming. So that was distracting. My sister moved her wedding forward. So it was it was horrible, but at the same time, we had the wedding to look forward to. We yeah. had the baby to look forward to. Um, so you were looking at the positives. Trying to find all the positives, yeah. You know, I got to spend time with my dad. My mom meant that there was extra company in the house because she was, you know, caring for my dad. And it, yeah. was, it was really hard. It was, it was sad and it was stressful. But anyway, my husband flew out for two and a half weeks while the baby was born. So the and baby then- was born in Australia. So baby was born in Australia, so I guess that's good. And yeah. um, I have, you know, I had the baby. My husband flew back to America, so he had to leave us all, go back to yeah. um, the US. But I had my mom, so she brought me cups of tea in bed every morning, and you know, really helped with the kids. So there were lots of beautiful blessings in this awful situation. And my dad obviously got to meet, you know, baby Harry and spend time with us. And then, of course, the worst part was saying goodbye to my dad getting back on a plane with brand new baby, two kids, and flying back to America. And, of course, I wanted to come back because my husband was here and I missed him desperately, but saying goodbye, like, and knowing the consequences of, you know, and I'm, I think I just block it, push it out. It, it, it was not nice. But this whole time, mm-hmm. and then getting back to the U.S., I definitely had a hard time. You know, my dad passed away a few weeks later, Um and, I, you know, I didn't go back and I had this new baby and the, the sleep deprivation was bad. And so physically and emotionally, I had a horrible time. But my business was there and I I am so grateful because my business kept running and I had amazing students and our community was still there. So I was able to have something that I could go and, you know, um, absorb myself into and work on that that kept me going and fortunately because I had set my business up previously and I had amazing support people I had you know um, people helping me with customer support and my online business manager and I have an amazing assistant who helps with instruction and helps me with content Um, so all of that allowed me to kind of 
take maternity leave and grieving leave and all those kind of things and just pop in when I needed to. And yeah, so it was as a mom and a business owner and a wife, like all those things were just awful, but I, you know, there's lots of good things that, that were in there as well. And fortunately, um, because we're a military family, my husband and I, you know, when I had a my second child, she was three weeks, three months old, and my other daughter was not yet two, and he deployed to the Middle East. So um, we were kind of used to the separation, thankfully, and and we were able to, you know, kind of come together more during that time as opposed to it, you know, have a negative impact. But yeah, it was definitely hard and heartbreaking, and yeah, <laughs> I don't really like talking about depressing things. But if it helps anyone else, then you know. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. That's that's an incredible journey and the fact that you were able to go through and give yourself some time to grieve and, you know, take some time off that is amazing. And I love I love to hear that your business was still there and it was still running and it was still okay. And so now let's move on to the online business. Like how were you able to create your courses and then systems in a way that let you be a way like that. Mm-hmm. I think um, even when I was running my photography business, I realized pretty early on that in order to scale and grow, I absolutely had to get help. So, you know, when mm, I was running exactly. boudoir photography, I had an editor who probably saved me, you know, hours and hours and hours, wow. but it let me, you know, have more clients because I was able to outsource this really time intensive um, system. So, I had a taste early on of of getting the help. So when I started my online business, you know, we have a lot of students in our um, community now and have taken our courses. So one of the first things that I made sure is that I had customer service um, support. Mm. Um, But also even before then, I've had um, my assistant, Pam. She's amazing. She's been with me from the start and she's fantastic. She's, you know, a face in our community. She's a co-instructor, but she helps me create content and we make sure we have it backed up a few months in advance. Yeah. Um, and that was always kind of how I did it. But then um, I now have an online business manager and she is totally all over systems. <laughs> I, I kind of thought I was a little bit organized until I met her. But, but now we have a lot of systems. We've just put together content plans throughout the year and it's really structured around different themes and topics that take people through a journey. So when they come to Click Love Grow, we identify the, the areas that you know, can help people most or the topics that people most ask about. And so now we have it all planned out so that, um, you know, I can keep working on things but I don't feel bogged down or tied down. And that was really critical in the time when I was, you know, back in Australia and having the baby and things. The fact that we had a flow in how our courses worked, we took our students through a process or the content was written um, you know, the people that worked for me knew how it all, even if we didn't have everything written down, we knew how things worked on a week-to-week basis and a month-to-month basis mm. when we were having launches. So it's just the great communication, keeping people, you know, on your team that are just as committed as you are, I think is really key. So how I did enjoy you, it too. How did you find Pam? Because, <laughs> you know, like we all want a Pam of our own. So what? so funny. Everyone says they always want a Pam. So the funny thing is Pam used to teach me photography. We have been friends for a really long time, but I'm sure people can relate to this. Pam and I met on a parenting forum. Like, the, remember back yeah. before Facebook yeah. and there was, like, parenting boards? Um, so she was running, like, a photography board on a free parenting um, forum, and so we met, and then we took it over to Flickr. Do you remember Flickr? Yes. It was, yeah. Yes. 
so we had this amazing group in Flickr and it's so funny, I'm still friends with these women, we have get-togethers, like we've all watched our kids grow up because that's, that's the beauty of photography, you know, yeah. sharing photos with your kids. So Pam and I have known each other for a really long time and when I started Click Love Grow, I said to her and I, you know, we didn't envisage how it was going to work, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. at that stage, but I said, do you want to um, be part of Click Love Grow, do you want to help me? And so, yeah, she was excited and it's just worked out really well because she's, you know, she wasn't in my town anyway. It was an online relationship wow. um, even from the start because she's in Melbourne. So even though I've come overseas, the time difference throws us a little bit sometimes. But, yeah. yeah, it's worked really well. That's amazing. And so I highly encourage you ladies who are watching live, look around you. Look mm -hmm. around your friends, your community, people who you really get along with, people who you really click with because – and I'm telling this myself, like, there is somebody out there. Um, you just have to ask. You have to look around. You have to be intentional about that. So, Louise, thank you so much. That's, that's amazing. I have a gazillion other questions to ask yeah. you. But <laughs> our time is coming to an end. And I, But I really want to give our audience what I promised them and talk about how they can take their own beautiful photos. Definitely. So I think there's a couple of key things. I mean, one of the, even if you don't get into the settings of how to use your camera, yeah. light always makes a difference. And I'm even just looking at you on screen here. I'm like, your light is beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so you just want to get, lots of people say, well, I find it really hard to take photos inside. It's too dark. What can I do? Honestly, move to the light. You know, open up your front doors. Use your garage or your patio. Find some light that's not really harsh direct sunlight because that will give you really strong shadows. You want soft, filtered light. So I always shoot in my front door. I literally open the front door and if I'm doing a flat lay, I will lie my whiteboard just inside the doorway because the light there is really nice. Or if I'm photographing my kids, I will sit them in the doorway and I'll stand outside. And if you have like heaps of clutter in the background, because you also don't want that. I'm always like, check for laundry baskets, Barbie dolls socks you know these are all the things that you can take an awesome photo and then you, later you see all the clutter but you can use things like a piece of um, fabric or you know if you don't have a plain wall sometimes I move furniture and take pictures off the wall if I can shoot and get a really plain background mm. or I'll get my older kids or my husband to hold up something behind them so you can get that beautiful um, plain background that lets your subject stand out and, you know, not be competing with the background. And it works for your kids or a product. You know, for products, you can use all sorts of things, like chopping boards or, um, you know, beautiful pieces of fabric that are tablecloths or anything that, you know, you want to try out and play with. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, like, so here's the key. The light, light really matters. Mm -hmm. And Definitely. I love the front door. Open the front door. I love it. Yeah. You're not necessarily getting, let's say, like the 12 p.m. sunlight glaring from the top and causing shadows, but you're getting that light in from the side, and it's, oh my gosh, I can just envision how beautiful that is. So let's, can we talk a little bit about the flat board? What do you mean by mm -hmm. that? Like, what is that? Oh. What can that be? So a flat lay, you know, the really popular Instagram style where you're looking down and people have, like, arranged things really beautiful, yeah. the vignette. Yes. Um, so that's what I was talking about. And so flat lays are really fun for food photography. But what could you um, use underneath, like? Oh, my goodness. You can use anything. So I have, a like, a white piece of cardboard mm -hmm. that I use. I use um, chopping boards that have the great texture 
texture. Um, I've used blankets before if it has a really flat texture to it and I've either laid my kids down on top of it and taken fun creative photos or assembled things. Um, I mean, I like the flat lay, but I also like using my camera to get in and use a really shallow depth of field. That's where you can focus on one thing and the rest is blurry behind Mm. it. So you can set something up, but if you shoot from different angles, you can create like five, six photos that are different, but they can go together and that looks perfect either styled on Instagram or you can use it across your website. It's not just that one photo. Um, You can also buy really cheap, rolled up, uh, off Etsy, they're pieces of vinyl, and you can get all sorts of things. So different wood, textures, the marble that you see. You don't have to buy a piece of marble. You can buy a thirty-dollar roll-up piece of vinyl that looks beautiful. Yeah, there's lots of that is that is so true. Vinyl and like I just looked recently on Amazon, and they have this vinyl like super cheap, like seven bucks a roll. Wow, and it is- looks just like marble. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, how beautiful would that be with like my keyboard on it and like a mouse and flowers and yeah. I love that. This, those are really great tips and um, oh my goodness, the ladies here are, um, are loving this. Stephanie yeah. said, I love how Louise said, I had my business, end quote, uh, like it was something that helped her get through those hard times. I love that too, exactly. Stephanie. Um, and Melissa said, Pam is awesome. We do all need a Pam. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Dawn says, Louise, you seem awesome. I just joined the group today and I'm excited to learn from you. Awesome. That's so sweet. Terry said, absolutely. I can agree. It's amazing how you have people already around you who have strengths in the areas you're not so savvy and willing to help. Love that, Tyree. Thanks for joining us. Yes, lighting makes a huge difference. Love these nuggets. Yes, they are sure <laughs> nuggets, golden nuggets from Louise. Louise, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. Now, how can we get started? Like, I know you have some amazing freebies that we can do on your website. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the first place to start, we have a seven-day, excuse me, a seven-day photo challenge. So it's seven bite-sized lessons, but it's not just a lesson. It's actually a prompt to pick up either your camera or your phone and go do something for seven days. Um, And so you you can either go to clicklovegrow.com or go clicklovegrow.com backslash Instagram challenge and you'll find our, um, our freebie that you can jump in and join. I love that. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are watching us live, it's like right oh my goodness right am i right there right there is her website click love grow.com louise thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you thank you so much vicky it's been heaps of fun thank you so much all right thank you so much ladies for joining us live on the mompreneur show i had so much fun with louise first of all her story is absolutely incredible and the fact that she was able to be with her family when she when they needed her most while running a business that's what that's what you can have that's what you can have it's like a streamlined online business that literally creates passive income for you while you take care of those who need you most at that particular time so thank you again so much for joining us please join us live next time every single monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern right here on facebook live again thank you so much for joining us and i will see you next time Next time.